the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Yeah, coming in hot, just like the fajita, I write what I live, my life in the speaker, I'm nice with the flow. Hello, hello everybody, this is Black and White Radio, I'm your guest host, Verlon Galloway, filling in for John, he's on a well-deserved and needed vacation. I want to wish John and his family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and all the best. It's coming. Okay, everybody. I'm here today, and I'm, I'm, I'm jam-packing the studio because I want this to be like a party. I want us to end this year, the last show of the year, on an up note, okay? I'm a crazy, crazy righty. I have a true independent in the studio that has worked around the Clinton administration, that's Democrat, and Republican administration. I don't think I got that out of her. Which one? But she says it's hanky panky in both, and she's gonna she's gonna explain that. Mm. I have my buddy, yes, yes, my boy, yes, yes, Tom from Elmwood Park. Tom from Elmwood Park, and he's a conservative businessman. That's most what most Republicans are. Yes, yes. Okay, so it's not you know, he's not hardcore, but he's common sense. Common sense. Then I have a lefty. I have Phil from Blue Island. Woo. Okay, and. He's on his way. He'll be here. He's, he's never let me down before. Ken Duncan. He, and he's center. He's one of those guys that makes it work. Okay? So the moral to this story will be unity. I want unity for the new year. I know that's a, I know that's a tall, tall order. But why not? We, let's, let's us at least do it in the studio. And let's see. Where it goes. We, I'm going to be fair. I'm going to be moderate today. Even though everybody knows where I stand, but I'm going to be moderate. You have to be moderate if you're the host. Okay? So at right now, I want everybody to introduce themselves. Okay? Go to you. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. Ladies first. Ladies first. We can get back around to her yeah. bio and work her up, but introduce yourself. I don't want you introduce your own self. Well, thanks for inviting me on the show today, gentlemen. You never know who you're going to meet in a parking lot. <laughs> Don't they say most business gets get gets done in a parking lot, a bar, or a golf course? Oh, that's old school. Ooh. Or sitting around, you know, sharing a peace pipe, something like that. Uh-oh, that's so, 60s. I don't, I don't know. Don't, don't, don't date yourself. I don't believe you're that, you're that old. Anyways, <laughs> hey, my name is Carolyn McCabe-Guglielmo. 
I am the youngest granddaughter of Irish and Italian immigrants who came here to eat in the early 1900s uh, because they suffered under communism and uh, the crown, and they were indentured servants and treated horribly. And uh, so my family comes from New York City originally. I grew up outside of Washington, D.C., uh, in a very diverse community. And then I worked uh, my way up to West Virginia University, worked my way through school. Three jobs I put myself through grad school. All right. My daddy did not pay for it. Neither did the government. That's conservative. And it was not easy. So I, uh, my career found me. I did not find it. Uh, but I was recruited by the National Association of Home Builders during the Clinton administration to represent the residential and like commercial industry on workplace safety and health issues. Okay. Oh, that's that's big in the news right now. Well, it should be. It's been big in our history. It's been big in our history. And as you're seeing with the current administration and current governor here in Illinois, we have we have big problems where human rights are being squashed. Worker rights are human rights. But anyway, so um, I've worked with both sides of the aisle starting in the 90s in the government. I've worked with the media. So I learned as a young woman how the system really works. And that's why when you told me that, I needed to have you on the show. And I want you to explain that to people. So, okay, let's come back yeah, let's around come to back you. to that. And I just want to introduce everybody else. But I, I, I got to let her speak because you know what's going to happen in the rest of the hour. So, okay. Okay. Introduce yourself. Okay. My name is Philip. Uh, Philip Rame. I'm uh, Cabrini Green, born and raised, which don't exist anymore because of Mayor Daly and his lies. Um, uh, I've I met Verlon and, and John Anthony, and they've kind of took me under their wing and, and allowed me uh, this opportunity Um to come on and to to express my views, I'm I'm somewhat of a community activist in the in the in the in the vein of maybe a Barack Obama or uh, I, I'm not going to say a Dr. King because that's like way above my head. But other than that, uh, working with a couple of groups in the, in the city, um, um, uh, the Black Panther Cubs, which is uh, Fred Hampton's Junior's organization, and uh, this other group called. Um, New Era Chicago, which they do a lot of thing in the in in the Inglewood or south and west sides of, of the city. So, um, to make a long story short, I'm I'm grateful to be here again. Always thinking about John and the family, and uh, again, thanks for the invite, Verlon. You know it. it. Listen, I'm gonna tell you something. I, I believe in free speech. I don't shut down speech, even people that I that we oppose each other, because I think that makes it interesting radio instead of just preaching to the choir. All right. All my right. Next, my next guest. My buddy. All right. Um, <laughs> my name is Tom, and I'm from Elmwood Park. And uh, I want to first say uh, Merry Christmas to uh, John Anthony and his family. And uh, thanks for giving me a privilege to come on to uh, the radio show here with my friend Verlon. And uh, I would like to just say that... Uh, I hooked up with Verlon a few years ago, and we were on the uh, same sh- same uh, street, uh, different stories, and we uh, clicked uh, pretty good. And so we've been hanging around buddies and uh, back and forth with the political side. And 
we pretty much uh, cover everything pretty well. And uh, anyways, uh, I'm I live in Elmwood Park. Uh, I have uh, three adult children, and I'm so proud of them uh, that they're all successful in uh, all that they do. They're uh, they don't. Uh, I mean, um, well, they're very successful. Uh, one's a, a union electrician. The other one uh, is a licensed plumber. And my daughter is a uh, licensed nurse. So, anyways. All right. That's pretty much me, and I've just been trying to survive and do the hustle. That's as close (laughs) as you can ask for. Uh, You help grow your seeds, and they're successful, and they're they're, they're blooming roses. And that's that's all you want. Okay, now I want to come back around to Carol. Uh, With this short time that we have, you got about two minutes. Tell me about the hanky-panky in both parties that you've seen over the years. Well, um, as you know, workplace safety and health is a nonpartisan issue. We want to keep all of our workers safe, whether they're of African heritage, uh, Italian heritage, Irish heritage, Asian heritage. So that afforded me to, to, to be independent because workplace safety is extremely political uh, presidents can use it as a payback for campaign support. Governors can use it as well. Um, and I was afforded the opportunity to work on uh, regulatory policy with the U.S. Department of Labor and also working on uh, legislative policy for workplace safety. And I have to say, uh, you know, Bill Clinton had some really great reinvention efforts he was a moderate Democrat, am I correct? He was a moderate. Um, and I, you know, how I look at life in America is on policy. I don't look at the person because, you know, we're imperfect people in an imperfect world. Um, we've all had different experience. So I look at po- policy. What needs to happen in the U.S.? Jobs, right? And can we, we need jobs here, which we haven't had, which because of NAFTA, because of TTP. TPP, we shipped all our jobs out. Oh, now see, now yes. I don't even have enough time to come back at you with that. But who who put that policy in place? They got it. You're talking right now. Well, it started with Clinton, right? You know, it did That's start right. with them. However, you know, again, how I got to understand the system because I was just like everybody else in America, right? I watched the four stations and public TV. Okay, now. This is about to you be a take story. A break? Yes, it's no almost time for a break. No worries. This is about to be a real story, and I like this because this is I know about this. And the person that she says had good policy was the person who made bad policy. And I want to explore this. This is something that we all need to talk about. We need to have a common sense conversation. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to Black and Right. We're only getting started. It's about to get hot. Stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. Now return to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Black and White. It's already about to get heated up. I mean, we got phone calls coming in. They must have heard something from Carol they want to respond to. And the first person is Ken Duncan. He's in his car. He's on his way in. They'll get to talk about it face to face. But as of right now, Ken, go right at him. Last weekend, travel traffic. So uh, 
here we are. I'll be I'll be there soon, my brother. Thank you. I appreciate I'm, it. Very impressed with with your guest. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, put these softballs in front of them. <laughs> and for now, my question to, to our wonderful guest is, you know, on behalf of, of course, the, the my former state representative colleague John Anthony, is how is it? You know, it's so easy to identify problems. Tell me some of the solutions that you two can offer or that you see. There's one or two items that you see can add value to this political dynamic, dynamic, whereas the voter or the citizen of Illinois can benefit. That's an open-ended softball. Hmm. So. Well, I have a response for that. And this is something that I realized back in the mid-'90s. We have the voters and the citizens have to change their behavior, okay? Every election's the same. I'm going to fix Springfield. I'm going to fix Washington. It's not fixable, people, because you're dealing with a giant bureaucracy and you're dealing with voters and citizens who don't even understand what their rights and responsibilities are, but they know more about their favorite football fan or uh, football team. They know more about who their favorite basketball player or Hollywood star. They know their stats, but they do not know that they themselves can participate in the regulatory rulemaking process, not only in Springfield, but in their local counties, boards. I mean, government, obviously, as we all know, only works for those who participate in it. So voter behavior, these elections are all the same, okay? They get on TV, they have a communicate, marketing and advertising has deceived the people of this nation, no matter what heritage you are. The marketing and advertising telling you, you should divide yourself from someone, from something, that we have to change the voter behavior and change the way we do elections and the way we bring our candidates down to the table. I don't know. I was just going to say something uh, uh, about Illinois. And for, what, the last 30 years uh, with uh, Michael Manigan having the finger in Illinois to put his finger on anything, he, what I call political mafia, uh, was the person. If he didn't approve it, nothing went through. When he was out of office for a couple of years, uh, I don't have the the years in front of me, but when he was out of office, the Republicans at the time got stuff passed. Don't ask me what it was, but I'm just referencing the past. And the thing about when it... He wasn't, when, he, when he wasn't Speaker. Correct. Like 94 to 96. Correct. 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 And... Uh, I was just surprised that somebody with that kind of power like that could make things, in my opinion, worse on the people, uh, keep increasing the property tax, giving the finger, uh, the thumb up to to do it. Then, uh, you know, everybody follows through, especially in Cook County where I'm at. Uh, Once Preckwinkle took over in, what, 2008 or whatever, that she was turned over to a budget of $3 billion. And right now her budget is over $6 billion. So that tells me that they created a lot of political jobs. Uh, I don't know what she bought, but just giving you an idea that they're doing things to 
hurt the people. Look at our property tax. It's outrageous. My property tax in my house in Elmwood Park is, is outrageous. And if you want to live here, you got to pay the price. Constantly fighting, you get a deduction, and then they increase it again, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm not the only one. And I can tell you there's other people who pay a lot more property tax than me. I fight my property tax. and uh, But it's the shame, though. If I was in charge, if I was in charge and I had the power because of the kind of person I am, I would make things nice. Not trying to copy Trump, but I would make Illinois good. I would I would want to be bragging on our area and making things positive. Bill, Bill you have anything to add? No, not that. Okay, well, um, Ken, wouldn't, wouldn't you agree, well, maybe you don't, but I'm going to put it out there, that we have political leaders in office right now that put social policies in place that hurt our communities and handcuff the police. That's correct. You know, you got people that's in jail, that, that's supposed to be in jail. I mean, in jail. Right. That gets out, no cash bond, then they go out and commit more crimes or kill people, carjack people. Maze Jackson just got carjacked. He was he he came he called in and he talked about his whole story how he got carjacked, and and the police they can't even stop anybody anymore if they have an expired plate that may lead to a, a trunk full of kilos or whatever or, or a dead body might be in the trunk but they can't stop them because there's social policies in place that handcuffs the police from making arrests or making busts they can't even chase them through a neighborhood anymore if somebody's sitting on the porch and they say don't don't, don't chase that boy don't chase him they got they got to break off the pursuit is that there's that we have leaders. That are soft on crime. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you agree? All of that contributes to the detriment of our community. Absolutely, you have to have a firm government that's fair, that is adjudicating justice in an equitable manner by the law. Um, you you cannot handcuff police to do their jobs. The reality is this here, Vern, the black community in particular, all communities, but especially the black community, because there's a disproportionate number of malfeasance that exists due to designed circumstances, historical circumstances here in America. We can't, I'm not going to sit here and lie of what the facts are, that but our communities demand police accountability and good policing. And protection, because we're experiencing the brunt. The black community is experiencing the brunt. And so there's always, when you have 118 state representatives, 59 state senators, you're going to get some bad policy, no matter, just out of attrition. They can come from Democrats and Republicans. Sir, can I say one something? Can I say something? I just want to finish this point. Okay, sir. What's What's dominated, unfortunately, is this this aloof over socialization of policy that came out over the, within the last twelve months? I mean, the c- criminals read and understand laws, Tom. They also understand how to thwart the law if that is a part of their livelihood. So when I saw some of the things um, uh, from the not necessarily the bond hearing, but I don't think when and one of the colleagues got caught up, and it was a law that he had just just uh, passed. I'm drawing a blank right now, but uh, go ahead, Tom. Um, what I want to talk about is that uh, you said uh, making it sound like it, it's only the South Side. Uh, for a person that grew up in uptown Chicago, uptown, I'm talking uptown, yes, uh, 
and uh, very poor over there. Uh, sometimes I call it the white uh, ghetto, but uh, a lot of people call it the hillbilly heaven over there. I, I want to tell you, as a kid, I got to see. I, I'm not knocking the police because I had friends. Uh, I have friends uh, that that are my friends that are police officers. But there is a lot of aggressive police officers, and they were doing the same thing in Uptown when I was a kid, uh, beating people up with handcuffs on. And, you know, you're a kid, so you see all this. A lot of the stuff uh, abusing the people. I saw this as a kid coming up. I, I Even in Albany Park when I turned an adult and moved there. So, um, all right. Oh, I don't disagree with you. I lived it as well. And that's not to say the south side, the west side. Again, hey. bad policing is bad policing. A responsible law enforcement is just that. I mean, we've seen predominantly responsible law enforcement. With me growing up in Cabrini Green. I'm sorry, go ahead. Hey, nope. Ken, uh, this is Carolyn. Uh, just wanted to let you know, uh, and our audience, you know, the last 20 years, cops, ed, cops have been defunded over the years for training and standards have been lowered. Same with teachers. Okay, we're going to have to save this topic for the second hour. That's why I wanted to do this topic. It's going to be hot the second hour, but we're switching gears to political. I got a special guest, two of them coming up at the half hour. So stay tuned for more Black and Right. We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind, thinking I can see through this and see what's behind. Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying. But I'm only human after Welcome all. back to I'm Black and human. Right. You know who I am. There's no sense in saying my name. I'm the troublemaker. <laughs> It's almost time to start some trouble, but black, uh, black velvet, uh, well, whatever. <laughs> but I have my surprise guest on the line. All right, I can't believe this gentleman called here today to be my guest. But you know what? I met him at a get together that he had a, a Monday ago when he tapped his new lieutenant governor, and I'm going to say it that way. Okay, and this is the way I'm going to introduce. This gentleman, former state senator, new governor of Illinois, future governor of Illinois. I shouldn't say new. Yeah, Not yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm jumping the gun a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. A future governor of Illinois, Darren Bailey. How are you doing today? All right. Sir? All right, hey, Darren. I'm doing great. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for the opportunity. So, Well, well everybody knows me. I get straight to the point. Uh, long story short. What goals do you have for Illinois? What is you and Stephanie Trussell's agenda for Illinois? And what direction do you want to take this state in? Absolutely. Well, I am, I am uh, honored to have her uh, on the team, honored that uh, she's serving in this capacity. And, and, and we had a lot of amazing people that we, uh, that we vetted and interviewed for this position. And interestingly enough, uh, everybody that we interviewed and vetted came back and said, hey, if I'm not your choice, I want to be a part of your team. So uh, we've got a lot of good people that we're going to be putting to work and getting Illinois back on track. And, and that's, so that's why I chose Stephanie. You know, the, uh, 
the political, you know, the, the, the political people out there, of which I, I don't consider myself a, a student of, of, of politics, uh, they say you got to have somebody that leans a little differently than you do to attract more votes. Well, I, I completely disagree with that. Uh, I wouldn't marry someone that didn't align with my values. I wouldn't have a business partnership with someone who didn't align with my values. And, and I certainly wouldn't entrust someone to leading Illinois in my absence that didn't in, in, uh, line up with my values. And to Stephanie Trussell, uh, she lines up with our values. And, and the first and foremost, uh, we're, you know, we plan on bringing moral integrity back into the state. And I mean, that's all the way from uh, you know, our destructive DCFS policies, the fact that we spend more than we bring in, the fact that we're taxing our people out of the state, the fact that we're defunding instead of defending our police, the fact that our schools are a disaster. So then and there is our uh, what we're going to go to work on. You know, when I started this, I've been a state representative for one term, two years, and, uh, and a senator now for one year. And I've never once stepped aside. I've been in the fight. I've been standing up for the people, suing the governor and winning, standing up against these mask mandates when no one else would. You know, we, we have to admit that this problem that we face in Illinois, it's, it's, it's arrived uh, from problems on both sides of the party. It's arrived because we've got people who want to have a career in politics instead of serving the people. So when, it, when this all started, it, it seemed like taxes were the problem. Everybody's, you know, people are moving out of the state. People are feeling the burden. Businesses aren't moving into the state. Taxes, taxes, taxes. And, you know, half of the Republican caucus uh, two years ago voted to double the gas tax. I mean, that's a problem. And, uh, and then last year we saw that, uh, well, uh, we saw two more things. Then I thought, well, okay, schools. People are moving out now because – uh, this this liberal minded governor and and his people, uh, they're hijacking. They're 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 taking our role as parents away from us, and uh, taking over our schools and teaching them this ridiculous policies. So 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 we coupled in you know building back integrity into our schools and simply taking our schools back from state government. And good grief, now uh, it's public safety. Uh, people are scared to death in the downtown streets of Chicago. Uh, because uh, they don't feel like they're protected. Our police officers, our men and women who, who protect and serve and protect, they're doing everything that they can do. But we have got a mayor, a, uh, a, a governor, and a general assembly that for some odd reason uh, you know, wants to cripple these fine men and women and allow lawlessness to rule in Illinois. And that's going to end uh, literally on day one. And a lot of people, you know, it, it's it's all about who you put into position. And uh, such as Stephanie Trussell is such a wonderful candidate uh, for lieutenant governor. So it will be with the men and women that we put on the Illinois State Board of Education, our trustees to our universities, heading up all of our agencies and in between. It's all about people. And we need people who want to serve and, uh, and aren't afraid to work. Hey, Darren, this is Carolyn. And I, I have... Yeah. Uh, been uh, very impressed with Stephanie Trussell. I have seen her speak at many school board meetings in DuPage County, and she has been a very strong and tireless advocate for the children in the public schools. Because one thing we can all agree, wherever we stand in our politics, our children cannot read and write. Our children are committing suicide. Our teens are committing suicide. They are oversaturated with social media, all of these control plans. So Stephanie has done great work in, in being an advocate for families. Well, there's the music. 
There's the music. There's the music. Thank you for thank you for taking time out of your busy day to talk to us and tell us what the agenda is and what the goals are for uh, for Illinois. I was about to say America. Thank I, you. I'm about to put you in the president seat. But stay <laughs> tuned for more black and white. We'll be right back. Let's get to him, baby girl. Hey. Black and right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right. And I'm telling you, those hard breaks are something else. Once people get into the heat of the conversation, you want to get it all out. But I want to thank Darren Bailey for calling in and spending uh, some of his busy day with us and letting us know uh, what, what track he wants Illinois on. So, um, we still have Ken Duncan on the line. Can you, can you uh, put him back through, Pete? All right, Ken. So what do you have to say about the politics? Uh, I, I, listen, the, the candidate left too soon. I had a couple of questions for him. <laughs> I wish you would have been in the studio. Maybe, maybe we would have mixed it up, but... Uh, you know how it is. He ran in and ran out. My goodness. <laughs> Maybe is. next time. I, I, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right. So, um, you know what? Right, I'm down the street. All right. You down the street? That's All cool. Right. So, you about to get out the car? Shortly. Shortly? Okay. Well, since you're still driving, do you, uh, you and the young lady, Carol, was into a conversation. Do you want to finish it up before you jump out the car? We were talking about uh, you, you were talking about Clinton. What we can policy. what we can do um, to change things on both sides, and that's voter oh, behavior. Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. Save it for two o'clock. We got Stephanie Trussell on the line. I just All was trying right. to fill some time. Uh, we're going to put Stephanie Trussell through, and so we can talk to her about Illinois. You down the street anyway, so come on in, man. Okay, uh, Pete, put Stephanie through. All right, Stephanie, you on the line? Nope. What happened? He's working. It. Okay, well we can't have um, can't, we can't have dead air. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Ken, uh, uh, Ken, you still you still on the line? I am. I'm at, I'm right here at the. Uh, I'm pulling up. I'm coming upstairs in about ninety seconds. Okay, cool. It's ninety seconds. Ninety seconds. Put Jim on. Put hey, Jim through. Not on for, for nine for nine seconds. <laughs> okay, put Jim through, Pete. Hey, how you guys doing? Um, no, he's on the Mickey Mouse line. You got to take him off the Mickey Mouse line. Yeah. Hello, me? Yeah. yeah. Well, you might as well just go ahead and talk, Jim. You're you on the Mickey well, Mouse line. Hear it. Well, listen, it was great seeing you guys on Monday to uh, kick off the inauguration of the next uh, lieutenant governor of Illinois, uh, Stephanie Trussell. It's going to be a good pick. She's getting a lot of good... Uh, a lot of good reception, you know, where they're stopping at their bus uh, campaign. And also, I know there's the Democrats are trying to use some of her old tweets that, you know, before she had her epiphany and things and trying to say, oh, you know, she was an ever Jim, blah, blah, blah. Jim, do me a favor. Yes, sir. Call yeah. me call me back at uh, at two in the 2 o'clock hour because we got Stephanie back on the line, okay? It's just some technical stuff going on. I don't know what's going on, but we got we to gotta take Stephanie. Okay. Put Stephanie through. Stephanie, you on the line? Okay, let's not touch anything. I am on the line. Okay. Hi, Stephanie. <laughs> Hi, Stephanie. Yeah, Hi, I'm Stephanie. Here. I'm here. Okay. Hi. So I, I got the same question for you. What, what direction are you going to take Illinois in? Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know who this lieutenant governor is that we have now. All I know is that she's a woman, and I'm going to tell you this. I can't wait till you get her on stage in the debate 
you're going to wipe the floor with it. I know this hands down. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but I just want to know, put the cherry on top, what direction you're going to take Illinois in? You know, I just got back from a phenomenal three-day, 12-stop tour through the central Illinois and southern Illinois where I met some just phenomenal people that are the hard, you know, they are the ones that feel kind of left out because what do we hear? Illinois is deep blue. You, you, the collar counties run everything. And, and what have we been hearing? What people have been um, brave enough to say to me, where well, Darren Bailey talks funny. Well, you know what I found out over the last three days? We up here talk funny. Everybody talks like Darren Bailey in central and southern Illinois. All the people that came out to squeeze me and hug me and tell me that they're praying for me and they're praying for him. I am fired up. And you know what people are saying, guys, that you guys will never win the collar counties. And I do not believe that because the collar counties are just as upset as everyone else with how J.B. Pritzker is ruling the state like a king, his mandates that are just hurting our economy. And I think about all those parents that had kids that graduated in 2020 where their prom was canceled, where their graduation was canceled, where their senior year of sports were canceled, and they were counting on those years so they can get a, a scholarship to go off and pay for college. Those people are hurting just like everyone else. Maybe in the past, people that live in the Colorado counties, especially in Cook County, wouldn't even consider voting for a Republican, but now they realize we got to do something different. And all those people down there in Springfield, there was one name you heard over and over again, Standing up to King Pritzker, that was Darren Bailey. Oh wow, that's great! You know, it's a lady, it's a young lady here. She has something to say to you. She said it to Darren, but she really wants to say it to you, Carol. Okay. Oh, hey, Stephanie. I uh, was just letting the audience know about your work in DuPage County with the school board. So, do you want to maybe elaborate on what parents need to know? who may be in the listening audience and what they need to be doing to be interfacing with their children's public school. We have 50 well, you know, we I, have 50 fled, I fled 50 Chicago because I was concerned about the schools and my children. I have five, 36 to 17. My four graduates received a phenomenal education. I'm concerned about Reagan, my junior. I'm concerned about Sadie, my first grade granddaughter, and what they're teaching these kids and how they're teaching them to hate one another and how they're trying to decide that this group is, is a group of oppressors and this group is a group of people that are oppressed. But what's most dangerous, Carol, and, and the rest of you listening is how they're trying to steal the innocence of our children. What's with this pornographic agenda? Why tell a kindergartner or a six-year-old first grader some of the things they want to expose them to? They are bold with their agenda to take the P out of PTA. They don't want any parental involvement. They they don't like the fact that you're showing up at these school board meetings and, and speaking out. They're trying to silence you. They give you a timer. We've been at those meeting carols where they have that room timer that comes on and just bond. Just <laughs> we, to we, you up. we about to go to a hard break, Stephanie. You want to go, uh, thank you. Uh, to, stay tuned for Black and More Black and Right. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 Theater. Welcome back to Black and Right. Getting hot in here. I'm telling you, it's just not enough time in these breaks to get your thought out. <laughs> and then we had that. We had that. Um, she didn't get a, get her a lot of time to talk because we had those uh, phone technicalities. But hopefully she can call back. Yeah, tell her call back in, Stephanie. Yeah, call back in, Stephanie, please. Oh, good. Oh, good. No phone problems. Don't touch anything. I want to get. I want Stephanie to get her last thought out because that's why I knew she was going to go about these schools, about uh, pornographic material in the schools. See, I knew she was going to hit all the buttons. Stephanie, go right back at it. <laughs> 
Well, you know, some of us, we're very busy. We trust our school district, and we don't believe that they would expose our children to things that uh, they can't go to the movie and see an R-rated movie, but they can go right into our libraries or the new um, national standards for sex education. If you guys go online, don't listen to me, pull it up for yourself, print it out. It's 70-something pages, and what J.B. Pritzker's doing, what his agenda is doing, again, the left is hunting our children. You have to go to Bailey for Illinois.com. There's so many wonderful people. This is a very tight race because so many Republicans are fired up trying to, to make a change. But Bailey is the true tested candidate that when he had a chance to be silent and just blend in and go along with this, he stood up and said no. But I got to talk about Verlon. Was it a year ago? You and I, we love to go into the progressive studio, just the two of us in a room filled with Democrats, and we take them on. I think the last time I made a bunch of homemade cookies and they ate them all up and we ate them up. I, ah, I yes, that's right. That's how, that's how you say it. We, we, we always yeah. tore them up they, because we have facts on our side. They, they, have, yeah. fan, they have fantasy on their afraid. side. You know, it, yeah, we're not afraid to go in studio and sit with them and challenge them and take on all the phone callers as well as everyone in the studio. We, we are tag team. The only thing I can say bad about Verlant, he happens to be a Packers fan. I don't understand. Uh, Johnson has banned from bringing up in the studio. But, let, but, 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 uh, uh, future, I'm gonna do you just like I did, Mr. Bailey, future lieutenant governor. We have a lefty in the studio that wants to talk to you. He she, he wants to say something to you. So Philip from Blue Island, go ahead, Philip. It's it's, really? it's it, yes. Yeah, hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I've never had the pleasure. Thank you very much oh, for, for being my, there. The pleasure okay. is mine. So again, I'm look I'm looking. I went on Google. You know, we got to do that thing, right? And you got this hat on, right? Let's make America great again and all that. Um, with everything that's going on with uh, uh, Trump. And uh, his administration and January 6th, that anniversary is coming back up and 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 left and right are looking for answers. Right. What is the left? What is the right going to do or what are you going to do to make um, those of us who feel like we're, we're out on our own? We don't have a we don't have a whole lot of faith in the left. We don't have a lot. So what 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 approach do you think that that you could do? to close that gap and to uh, welcome us, us, some of us in who can't, who can't stand the red hat, who can't stand the, the rhetoric oh, of, of make it great again. And, All and, right, and, let and her not, respond. And who's not She's scared. only got a minute. She's only got a minute. Let her respond. Okay. Well, you, you know, we're not talking about President Trump, and that's another day, and I can go on forever about our phenomenal president and what he did for people that look like you and me. But we're talking about the great state of Illinois where our liberties are being taken, where we are being told that we can't have a job if we don't get a shot or take some medical um, procedure that's going on. That's where we can meet people in the middle, because I don't care what color or what side of the aisle you're on. You want to be in control of what's going on in your body. You want to be in control about your children. And I know you feel you have friends that have fled Illinois. I want to make Illinois home again. Kids, families shouldn't have to leave because they can't afford the taxes. And, and it, it's becoming a place where only the very subsidized or the very rich can live and thrive. I want people to don't put that graduation sign out along with a for sale sign. Don't sell your house in your last, last kid's graduate. Stay here and see what Darren Bailey is going to do for this phenomenal state. It is a wonderful state. I will tell all of you guys who live north of 80, get in your car, drive through, meet some of these great people in the wonderful state we live in. They can't sell their houses or their farms or their businesses. They they have to stay here. And All right. And we got to leave it there. Stay tuned for more Black and White. 
fear to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. It's drawing on me, John. I think you got me with the music. Welcome back to Black and Right. The man of the hour has stepped into the studio. He really doesn't need an introduction. But I like him. He's a center guy. I remember when I started out the show, I said I wanted unity in the studio. A conservative businessman, a lefty, Phil, from Blue Island. We have Carol, a true independent. And we have the righty me and a true center politician that can make things work. Ken Duncan. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Brother Vern, how are you? I'm okay. I'm all right. You're looking good. You oh, gotta, thank, gotta, oh you, no. No, no, no. I, you got to take me shopping. Hey, look here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's an honor to be here. Uh, certainly, uh, in, in, in reference and deference to Brother former state representative John Anthony, who I served with very diligently. He was a, uh, an able and affable politician who really enjoyed the experience. Um, here's my take on uh, where we should be in terms of politics. Mm-hmm. It is critical that we, and I'm usually on WVON uh, radio, you know, shout out to uh, me as a guest host there, but I don't mind going on any form speaking on issues that impact black people here in this state. I don't apologize for that. Loving black folk in our culture doesn't mean that you hate any other person. It means that you celebrate yours. Mm -hmm. If you feel great about yourself, Brother Tom, you can talk about the glories and the plus positives of others, Sister Carolyn. And I want black people in particular to look at policy over politics to look at how it is that a politician, be they black, white, brown, be they Republican, Democrat, how is it that they are going to impact your day-to-day livelihood, your future, Amen. for yourself, for your family, for the infrastructure around you, for your, your bottom line dollars and cents? And is it, if it's going to take you to the next level, that's going to say, you know what? I like this. I like Darren, uh, Darren Bailey. I like Stephanie Trussell. Mm-hmm. I like J.B. Pritzker and Juliana Stratton. Whoever it is, you have to find what works and makes policy work for you. And all I'm saying for our community to take serious the listen, the look of issues of policy. Policy over politics. And that's what this next gubernatorial race should be about. It should be about a battle of ideas of what's going to work for this great state of ours. What's going to stop the exodus. What's going to create and sustain jobs. What's going to build a future for our grandkids, not just our kids. That's what's important. You know who you should be, who should be listening to this? I'm not going to tell you who you should tell it to. But who should be listening to what you're saying? is the Democrat Party, because they are the ones that like to demonize. They don't want to talk about policies and issues, because if they do, they'll lose. You know, if they, want, if they talk about how they're forcing the vaccine in our veins and, get, and taking away our choice, 
that's a bad policy. No matter how you look at it, you might think you're doing what's right for somebody, but it might not be. You're taking choice from them. So, And then, you know, they always play the race card. They're going to call Darren Bailey a, a, a racist. If, they're going to find a way to call him a racist. And then Stephanie Trussell, they're going to find a way to call her the black face of white supremacy, like they did uh, uh, what's the guy? California, my my guy. I, I can't uh, believe Larry Elder. Larry Elder. I can't believe I drew a blank my on man, him. He was. Well, he, he sent me a book. I, I love that guy. And you know they're gonna find a way to turn it around. You know, so these are the people that should be listening to what you're saying. So let me ask you, along with our guests here, how is it that we can play a role with creating a listening form? Because there were some things that Governor J. B. Pritzker did that I like. What? In his administration. What? <laughs> there were some things that I didn't like. Okay. I mean, I, you know, I'm just, I'm speaking in, like, my goal is to have black folk in particular with an, listening with an open mind. I mean, come on, if you're there for three years, you know you're, you're getting some things right, right? Well, well, wait a minute. I mean, I, 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 I have oh, to disagree. No, no, there. no. I got to push back on you. <laughs> What's that? The come only on. Thing, the only There's thing a big he's playbook. done. The only thing he's done. In his administration, since he's been there, lockdown, lockdown policies for over a year that ruined businesses. You know, he was threatening to lock people up, ticket people, fine them to death. Then this mass mandate, which we know masks don't work. I'm sorry, they don't work. Hold on, Tom. These masks does not work. And then what was his options? And then he was supposed to take care of the of the veterans hospitals, the Legionnaires disease. He didn't do no better than Rona. Uh, listen, so tell me one thing. One thing he did that was good, you said that you liked. Balancing a state budget as a former approach chair, to me, that was important. When, when you can get past the, vitri- the political vitriol and balance a budget, because that is the sole responsibility of a governor, of a House and Senate member, irrespective of what you like or not. And so, to me, that was important. Now, what I didn't like is the obvious taxation at every level or the motor fuel tax in particular, income tax, the attempt to have the, the, they called it the wealthy tax, et cetera. Didn't like that. Listen, I'm not going to let any side, left or right, push me in a particular direction. My thing is I can probably give as much of a cogent argument as anybody when it comes to issues. And so he's going to present his case and tell us exactly what his record is and was, as are all of the other candidates that are lining up. And all I simply want us to do is to listen. That's all. You know, I'm okay with agreeing to disagree, but you're not going to sit here and tell me that, that good ideas can't come from anywhere when it comes to even politicians. uh, I, I write, you know, like a clock twice a day. So that's the challenge. And I want to challenge every single one of us here in this room and the listening audience is to tell us how it is that we get people to come out of their comfort zones and listen to policy decision and direction from this new candidate, this slate of a potential candidates. So you can say you're running, but making the ballot is a whole nother construct. Ooh, I'm going I'm to I'm ask you a question about a ballot, a new ballot. Hold on to that thought. Okay, I gotta go to the I gotta go to these phones. I promise Mark he's gonna talk about the news that he sees on the street. Mark, man on the street. What do you see, brother? Hello, Mark Wiremuller, man on the street. Can you hear me? Yes. Hey Mark, what's hey, up? Mark. Mark. Hey, it's good to hear. Uh Merry Christmas. This is Mark Wiremuller, man on the street. 
contributor to Illinois Review. I've got a quick report. You know, I go out all the time. I'm seeing things in Chicago. I'm right by Wrigley Field right now. Last week, I went to a pub crawl down here, 15,000 people in Wrigleyville. No mask. No one died. So it appears to be safe to come to Chicago. Please come to Chicago. The crime, they are getting, they are working on it. But I know you're going to talk about crime here in a minute. Also this week, I went to the bus tour with Stephanie and Darren Bailey. It was tremendous. Uh, but one big event and one of your major sponsors, Matrix Home Solutions, had a Freedom Initiative event this week. And we met with uh, moms, basically, talking about schools. It was tremendous. They've got a big event coming up February 12th. They're going to have all the candidates out at uh, Rosemont at the Stevens Convention Center. So you got to save the date for this. And you guys are all invited out there. And I want to get a group picture with all you guys. What do you think of that? Fine with me. Well, yeah, yeah that'll be good. But what are you going to do about that face? Well, we're, we're going to look good out there. But uh, I understand you guys are going to segue and talk about crime here a little bit. But quickly, if you go to HeyJackass.com, there were 792 homicides last year in Chicago. We're already at 827 with two weeks left. And if you want to talk about the complete record, Cook County, over 1,000. It's, it's terrible. And I blame Lightfoot, Kim Fox, Tim Evans. You don't hear his name much. The 50 aldermen. Of course, we got to blame the criminals. And we need to do something about it, and, and I'm looking forward to you guys discussing it with programs and how we can stop this so people feel safe in Chicago. And it's just uh, we need to get this under, under control. And one, one last point, Lightfoot spent millions of dollars last year guarding the beaches so no one would go out to the beach and get COVID. So that's an example of something, not to mention not Pritzker so. spent $80 million on a hospital, McCormick Place, that saw no patients. So the things being done by these guys are out of control. So I'll stay on the line, and I want to hear what you guys have to say about how we can fix this crime in Chicago. Okay, uh, Ken, we got we got uh, 40 seconds. Can you respond to that? One way you, you fix crime is you create an environment where people can start, if they don't want to snitch, they can start telling the truth. And you have to reset the Chicago Police Department and come up with a way to get them remotivated to be even more effective in doing their job. Most of them do. We have incredible police in Chicago. We have the most atrocious and pathetic criminals in Chicago. We have to give community members, citizens, the confidence to call the police and tell the truth on these low-life, murderous criminals who are wrecking our city and our families. Okay, Jim, I'm going to come to you right after the break, okay? Thanks for holding on. Stay tuned for more Black and Right. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right. Oh, boy. Ken Duncan is in the studio. He's all revved up and ready to go. We're going to get back into that conversation because he, he made me think of something. But after I keep my promise to Jim from South Elgin. What's up, Jim? We got Jim. Hello. Okay. Yes, sir. You oh, you sound so much better now. You don't sound like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I, I heard that recording. What was that line? That was really hey, weird. Jim, like, this I was is on time. nitrous oxide or something. Uh, what's up, Jim? What's on your mind? Well, anyways, uh, Ken Duncan, I had, had a nice chat with you at the uh, Anthony service. Oh uh, yes. Hey, Jim. What's going on, had, brother? Oh, we had a nice talk and everything. But you did mention about what can you do in terms of uh, the mask mandates and things here in Illinois. All we've got to do 
is do what other states have success to, for example, in Florida. Florida did not shut down their economy. There's no face diapers on kids in schools there. There, As a matter of fact, my little daughter, who's six and a half, I'm homeschooling her. I found a wonderful family in Elgin because I'm not going to have a face diaper on my kid in school. It's, it's child abuse, in my opinion, and other states aren't doing this, and you're going to see that these kids growing up without these restrictions are going to be better off emotionally and everything else because by putting doing this restrict, restricting these children like this, it's awful. And there's, there's no medical reason for it. You have a better chance of getting killed in a car crash than you do with having a complication because of a common well, cold. Jim, I just, I just want to say this here. You and I talked before. Listen, I'm not necessarily going out here talking against vaccine or against masks. But what, what we do know is people have been dropping and dying off the face of this earth with this virus that we call COVID-19. Well, you know what? Let me interrupt you. A lot of the information is false garbage. A lot of it's made up. A lot of insurance of hospitals are getting more, more money if somebody has a COVID-related problem. And there's been so many false deaths. As a matter of May I interject, gentlemen? Because I'm have actually people been dying. Hold yes on. Yes or no? May, may, may I interject? Because I'm probably the most qualified in the group to talk about uh, public health and safety. Well, all right now. Um, so I am well, I'm a, a nat- healthcare profession myself. So, well, I'm a nationally recognized uh, public health and workplace safety guru, starting with the Clinton administration. So, I've worked on the front lines. I've also worked in the CDC, and I've have have 20 peer reviewed publications. I worked in the CDC under Bush. I had great job performance, and I left. Okay, because I didn't like that's what credentials. I. Well, yeah, I got credentials. So let's let's talk about the face mask. First of all, from day one, doctors and the health profession are not the expertise on personal protective equipment. People in my field, the environmental health and safety. Uh, they have academic degree programs. There's certifications. We've come a long way since the 70s, since the OSHA Act was promulgated. Uh, just right here, uh, NIU has an OSHA outreach training center. Now, I'm also, uh, I was a certified firefighter, so I went through uh, respiratory protection training. There's absolutely no science on this and hey by the way the national safety council and the american society of safety professionals that are here right here in illinois my friends who are not not for profit organizations who sit at the power table at the u.s department of labor has helped this along all of us know in my field an industrial hygienist could tell you we would have to do air sampling Right here in the studio to see what the exposure is. None of this has happened from day one, Dr. Fauci. The CDC actually under the agency of the National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health, where I was an employee of, they do, they certify respiratory protection. So that would be SCBAs, that would be canisters, uh, respiratory protection, you would N95s, anything. So we did, you know. Question for you, Karen. From my understanding, well, wait a minute. Let me let me just finish one thought. From my understanding, first of all, all of us safety professionals know that the masks don't work. We also know how to best protect the workplace. And if you walk around these grocery stores, where like the dollar store, and they have a little plastic. Uh, which is called a, uh, an engineering control, a plastic uh, plexiglass. 
it's not going to help the employee or the other person. You would have to enclose the person all the way around. Same in here. If we didn't want to catch a biohazard, we would a bi- if we were exposed to a real biohazard, which there's lots of evidence coming out that the U.S. helped it along, um, you know, to bring down our economy, to bring down Carolyn. us. Yes. Carolyn. Now, listen. Hey, I was there on the front lines, okay. honey. So they do not work. This is the... Back well, in the right. slave days, hear- they put muzzles oh, on the slaves here's, when here's they became uppity. Here's a black uppity. reference. Uh-oh. Here's yeah. a, okay, so listen. Anyways, listen. And there, here they, we are. Who censorship. Was they? They were, they were, the establishment. They the were white folk. Just say white folk. These were white people. No. Okay, okay. Wait, 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 Black and right sure. radio station. So race in America does matter. I didn't say it didn't. So what, what I'm simply asking is, what is the rhyme or reason for so many people, and disproportionately black people, dropping dead, whether some of them have pre-existing conditions or not? Your response. My response is you should be taking a look at all the people dropping dead from the emergency vaccines that haven't been studied for five years that's helping to spread and i'm going to give you a great website for the for real real numbers coming out all what over about the country pre-vaccine? i don't know any what do you mean pre-vaccine people that were dying before the vaccine was available well a lot of those stats were, fa- the were, stats were are up. false yes you may want to yeah. check the children's health defense fund you also gentlemen instead of listening to the press you may want to take a look at the VAERS system, V-A-E-R-S, where they are reporting that people are do- dropping dead of myocarditis. Children, 58% of the infants that they tested the vaccines on died. Check it out on the Children's Health Defense Fund.org. And by the way, I worked in the system, so if you don't believe that there is government politically um, motivated uh, statistics or agendas, they exist in all of our research institutions. Sure, absolutely. And Carolyn, listen, I don't, stats lie all the time. Polls lie. But what doesn't... And politicians lie. And politicians, politicians lie. lie the okay, most. Right, Jim, and none of these people but, are public health okay, so uh, with that, experts with who that, are the media, the Carol, NFL, Carol, none of them right, so, are, but, but are here's experts the reality, in Carol. public health. And I'm sick okay, of this. All right, so here's, the reality is People have been dying in this city, in this state. They, uh, they're on real hospital beds, real ventilators. Is that a theory? Is that a is that a, uh, is that a, a fact or not? Well, Mark Wiremiller pointed out what happened when uh, our overweight governor put in that triage in McCormick Place. Nothing happened. Right. This what? whole fear porn thing has been going on for almost okay. two years. Let me jump in here for a minute. Fear. Let me jump in here for a minute because I have actual skin in the game, probably more so than anybody in this room. You, you have the data. You have data. But I actually take care of people for a living. I worked in the bubble, the plastic bubble, for over a year and a half, almost two years, coughing on me, sweating on me. Uh, actually, I didn't wear a mask at all, basically. I just fronted like I was wearing a mask. Guess what? Been tested over 250 times, never caught anything. I actually seen people die, saw half of my residents live, 50-50 split. The ones that died, they had underlying illnesses. They were probably suffering from AIDS, 
induced AIDS. I heard of some kind of HIV plus. I never even heard of that before. Dying of cancer, liver cancer, and everything. And when they die, guess what they counted as? A COVID, COVID death. So even I actually accident. see it up front. Now, God, God bless everybody. There's no COVID at my facility and most of the facilities where I work. So it's coming under Revert, control, whether natural immunity or whether it's the vaccine. Okay, so, all right, so happened. look, listen, certainly, again, I told you stats, polls, lie as well. They skew. Of that of that 50% that you're speaking of, yeah. who, who, had, who may have had or had pre-existing conditions, how many of them actually died from the COVID vaccine, the COVID disease from your perspective? They will never tell you that because, see, when I read the charts, it, it labels everything, and COVID is always an underlying, I've heard that under, before, underlying but illness. Do you think this virus, this COVID-19 virus, any one of us, has killed people. Yes, yes or no? Yes, yes, yes. I'm not going to say So what the hell are we talking about then? Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Alcohol we, we, kills we, 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 people. We can, we can Drugs kill it. people. Okay. Cars, <laughs> cell phones we're kill people. Cover, we're about Sorry, to come buddy, to the break. but, you know. We're talking about this vax. Okay, we're about I mean, to do this. Yes. This COVID-19. Okay, we're about yeah. to come to the break. Bio warfare. Okay, we're let's, about to, let's call it what it is. We're about to come to the break. Your government funded it with it, your tax it, it dollars. Gets, it gets heated around here, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned for more Black and White. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right. Man, it's been hot around here. I don't even know if I'm going to get to my subject that I wanted to talk about Chicago violence because I want to switch gears and get back into this politics. Uh, Me and Ken left something on the table that I want to ask him about because he was talking about finding a middle ground, no matter if it's a Democrat or a Republican, uh, something that you may like that this politician does or that politician does. Well, I want to mention something. Ken Griffin, the richest man in Illinois, worth about $15 billion, he's put together a top-down ticket from who he wants to be governor all the way down to whatever on the ticket. Hand-picked. Well, I have a problem with his top pick. He's picked the mayor of Aurora. The mayor of Aurora, black guy. That's not confirmed, though. Oh, it's confirmed. He said it. Who who said it? Listen. I, I mean, you read that listen, like everybody no, else. No, no, Talk no. to us, Vern. No, 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 no. When Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson, and Amy J- Jacobson has been a hard-hitting reporter for a decade. When they say something, I listen, and it always has come out to be true. I haven't heard them print a re- uh, or say a retraction ever, and well, I've listened to them for, well. for a long time. So this guy that's been tapped by Ken Griffin, he says he's a conservative, but he's not. He said that he loves and approves of Black Lives Matter. The same people that tore up his city when one of the riots was going on. How, see, the, and, and, and that's just something me and you got to talk about. Look, I'm tired of this phony phrase that people, like white people, like, like, like my boy Tom and maybe Carolyn and other whites, they can't fight past. See, I can because I'm black. Just because you say Black Lives Matter don't mean I can't say no, no. Black lives don't matter because it's an organization behind that name. Don't let them, don't let them beat you down with that name. Don't let them silence you with that name. Black lives matter. It's an organization. It's a Marxist organization. Absolutely. And they tore this country up. Five hundred and thirty-five riots. Well, but they only want to talk about one, January the sixth. Well, all right. So, so listen. Let me say this: Black Lives Matter has been the, the one of the most polarizing organizations. Uh, probably in, in this century. Dr. King was a communist, too. All right. 
Well, okay, well, we, I, don't, we, I don't know about let, that. Let's let's I'm not saying that in a way. No, no, no he did it sarcastically. Uh, okay. We don't say feel right, for later. Thank you. Dr. Martin Luther yeah. King was a Republican. That's right. As well. That's right. Um, <laughs> his, first off, black lives do matter. Thank you. Period. Yeah. And it took injustices that's been going on forever in this country to create a Black Lives Matter organization. It created the same or the, 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 the culture, the unjust culture is real in America. We can sugarcoat it to the day we're blue in the face. Slavery existed in America. Jim Crow laws existed here in America. Racial discrimination at the police department to getting a bank loan to buying a house existed in America. So we, I'm not going to act as if real live issues didn't exist. Health issues, disparities exist in America and has existed. And so America created a Black Lives Matter as it did the Ku Klux Klan, as it did uh, Acorn, a, a, Acorn. A, but, but also uh, the Daughters of the Confederate, mm-hmm. the Republican Party and the Democrat Party. So them giving a voice to issues that are real in a lot of our communities, there's nothing wrong with that. Protest is a part of our constitutional right. First, let me circle back. How do you vote for someone like that mayor from Aurora that promotes or sees some kind of camaraderie with the Black Lives Matter? I can't vote for him. Well, so listen, for, let me say something, and I, and I know you have other guests here. I'm, I don't support communism. Okay. I support Americanism. Okay. And it's all of its flaws... All of its, its, its fallible problems, I see where this country is aspiring towards. My son and I were pushing his car yesterday. The alternator, the starter went out, and we had like five blocks to go, and we pushed it. The people who came to help us were white, white women. I mean, it was just, it was like, it was like an American, that's the America that I it's know. It's happened to me, mm-hmm. too. Right? I've been stranded on the expressway. Right. A pickup truck with a Confederate flag on it. Guys, got out, fix my car. And so what I'm fix, saying is, fix my tire. So, so my point is, there is no country in the world like America that black folk helped build, that we played a major economic role with. Right. I support this country. I'm not going anywhere. I love it. But what I'm saying is this right here. Because we're not perfect, we can aspire, and we are aspiring to be a better America for everybody. And I'm not, I, I support Americanism through and through, especially when it's on the right track. How do we move past everything that you just was talking about? It all happened true how do we move past that if we keep trying to fight the battles of the past it's just segregating us it's just separating well us. Vern, look here you have to put the past in context Gotta right put it in the past yeah yeah, the, yeah yeah but you can't ignore the past because you're bound to repeat it if you don't i didn't say ignore it so what i'm saying, simply saying is that's why i asked us earlier and i still present that question to you carolyn you brother philip and tom tell me some solutions to the crime about Chicago. Tell me some solutions to the inadequate funding and the some of the the, the, sh- the shoddiness of the, the teaching in these schools. Education. Tell me something about the taxation, about the exit of Illinois. Give me some solutions right now. No, no, no. no we don't have enough time. There's okay. too many long-winded people in here. We don't have enough time. I'm going to simply say education. Less uh, the people that what's education define that little trade schools, okay. whatever to help people get good jobs. Everybody can't yes. go to college. It's right. always told that everybody has to go to college. That's what we no. teach everybody. But everybody trade can't go to college. Schools. Let's do some trade schools. Let's open up these schools. Rahm Emanuel shut down and put some trades in them. Okay, that's one solution. I'm with but, that. But we have to go to break, and I'm not going to be deterred. This next up, we got to talk about some Chicago violence. I'm sorry, we got to end it that way. 
Well, uh, uh, stay tuned for more Black and Right. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Switch your attitude. Go ahead and level up yourself. Just that different latitude. Life too short, don't spoil yourself. Welcome back, everyone. This is Black and White Radio. This is Kendall Duncan. Hey, all right. That's what I'm talking about. That's the next generation. Nice to see a teenager working. They're ready to take the reins, baby. They're ready to take the reins. From you. (laughs) All right, all right. So me and Ken, we was, we had a heated discussion, but we got to switch it up. Okay. Mm. I want to talk about this Chicago violence. I said earlier, a friend of ours, Maze Jackson, he was carjacked. You got smashing grabs that's, that's happening all downtown. You got million-dollar business owners that's going out of business. Million-dollar business owners that's going out of business. And then you, then you people don't even want to go downtown anymore. People don't even want to walk around downtown. It's people that, that I know that live downtown that says it's almost a ghost town now. That's not Chicago. That's not the Chicago that we know and love. It, the criminals are taking over the city. Think about that. Now, you, Ken, why I got you all hyped up and ready. That's yeah. former state I'm representative Ken Duncan for, to you. Oh, I, 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 I apologize. <laughs> former state rep right. Ken Duncan. If you was mayor, what would you do to curb the violence in Illinois? I mean, not in Illinois, Chicago, Chicago, Illinois. Real clear. I would first deploy the National Guards in some of these hot areas or spread them out throughout the city. I would have our police go into their database and identify the criminals who are repeat offenders for gun violence, carjackings, any major violent crime. And to put everybody on notice, I would aggressively go and look for the knuckleheads and let them know that we are on their heels that the way things happened in the last administration is not going to happen today. I would have, make sure that we have a neighborhood presence knocking on doors and some of the residents saying, hey, we just want to let you know we're here. We're going to be, I'm your, I'm your new beat officer. I am your new uh, patrol officer. We're here. If there's anything I do, here's my card. Things are not going to be the same as they were. And I would restore the faith and confidence of our police. The ones who are doing the majority of Chicago police are doing wonderful jobs. I have too many friends who I speak with. They're doing a great job. And I would give them the confidence and the tools that they need to SWAT team it up and to be as mobile and aggressive with presence as possible. Ooh, now, before I go to somebody else, I'm just going to put this out there. Lori Lightfoot has never been this vulnerable. We've never had a mayor this vulnerable. She's failed on every single issue. Do you, would you think about uh, making a run at it? Listen, <laughs> it's early, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help all right, you. That's, that's all. Okay. All right. All right. To me, that's a very that. simple solution. Listen, all of us had, 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 had structures on us, even with me growing up in Cabrini Green. In the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, we knew that there were certain things that we could not do. And my point simply is criminals, if they feel as if they can thwart the law and do what the hell they want to do and terrorizing other human beings, other their neighbors, they can feel so comfortable being retaliatory. They're going to do it. And if they know they can they can thwart the system when they get arrested or caught 
or if someone tells the truth on them, other than snitching on them, tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Who who pulled the trigger? Who did it? Just tell the damn truth. Can I jump in right quick? Yes, I, yeah. I was, if, no. I was about to go to you. I was about to go to you. Because I, I don't have nothing to say. I, 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 I do everything he said. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, I mean, okay, having the police to go look after people who might have you know, had a gun crime or whatever. But guns are supposed to be legal in America, but not in Chicago. Um I'm speaking of violent offenders, people who have an active, I understand that. I understand active uh, 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 criminal record. I understand that, uh, but, okay. But, again, if, if there was some... Systems that were just, right? And if they're not just, they need to be replaced with systems that are. Like City Hall, you can see criminality and the police department. You can see, I've I seen this picture of the, the fire department. And I think they, they hired on like maybe, let's say 20 new hires or whatever. And only one was black. Okay, wait, 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 before you but go to that, I'm just saying, I want you to respond to Ken. Are you saying... Anything, anything that Ken just said wasn't just. I'm listening to both of you. No, how are you going to have an unjust system, so-called correcting an unjust society? Philip, real That's quick. It's a good point. First good off, point, just real simple. Ladies and gentlemen, Chicago is bleeding right now. My question to all of you is how do we stop the bleeding right now? Well, we do a lot of Band-Aids, but the bigger question, I liked what you had to say, but Phil has a great point about uh, how does an unjust system fix an unjust system? Um, because we're always looking at the the violent criminals and not the white-collar criminals, and we have them. We have to start but, somewhere. But we have to look on the bigger, the more macro sure, level. Absolutely. Wait, let me finish my point, please. Um, let's look at the macro level. That's great. We can we can lock all these people up. But the bigger question is, how do we prevent people be, from becoming criminals to begin with? I've yep. worked with yes. criminals in the past. I was a probation officer back in West Virginia in the late 80s, early 90s. You had a lot of jobs. And I, uh, well, that's how you learn about people, you know. I don't want to listen to some dumb paid talking head. I want to, you know, I want to experience life. Yeah, 20 seconds. But, um, you know, I learned that, you know, criminals taught me a lot on how they became criminals. And a lot of them didn't have a good foundation, didn't have a mom or a dad or was in drugs. And so we got to look at it from the macro. That's why I feel like that's the system that we have... That's just a Band-Aid. That's a Band-Aid. We have is, is just right now. Okay. It's a good Band-Aid, but Let's we need right to now. solve it. Okay, we got we to gotta, we gotta hold it for, for the break. Susan, Tony, I'm coming straight to you after the break. Stay tuned for more Black and Right. It's getting hot, baby. We now return to Black and Right on AM560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right. Oh, man. I wish you all could hear the in-between breaks around here. It's something else. Well, you all know I'm a caller first and a listener, so I got to go straight to these phones. I got to keep my promise. Tony. Tony. Hello. How's it going, Tony? Oh, I like you guys, man. You guys are something else. But this was <laughs> what I would do. Same thing all the other mayors do that run the city of Chicago. You just blame everyone else, blame the citizens, Blame the store owners, blame everyone else, and then build a park 
build a casino, and get reelected. Well, you know, they have been doing that. So thanks for An the open call. pot thanks for, dispensaries. Thank, uh, thank you for the call, Tony. Okay, uh, thank you for the call. Lots Susan. of tax dollars. Susan. Susan, next up. Hello, Susan? Hello? Yes, okay, we got you now. Am I on now? Yeah, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Um, I, I'm calling because I just had come up on the uh, radio show when this uh, one man was defending Pritzker. I don't know how in the world he could have defended this monster in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Pritzker doing nothing but destroy this city even more rotten than what it's always been. Uh, he's for murdering unborn babies. He's for destroying the economy here in, in Illinois. And uh, <laughs> I don't know how this one caller was able to defend him in any way. And I also want to mention that this other woman that was speaking about this Chinese virus that was created and founded in Wuhan, China, under uh, Vouchi, uh, she was very uh, informative. She spoke nothing but truth, and I wish that she would speak again. And she ended it with um, that this virus is a bioweapon, which it is. We are in World War Three right now, and we don't even realize it. And these numbers that are coming in on the false media, which is nothing but fake news, they are... Uh, all these deaths and all these this fear about the virus getting stronger. It is if the people are dying, they're dying of the vaccine itself, and they're pretending that it's the virus spreading and these other new viruses that are coming in. So people should just get a handle on it and do not get this vaccine. It is a bio weapon. Thank you. It's not. I, I don't know. I, 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 thank you. Thank you for the call, Susan. I can listen to you all day, and I, I thank agree. You, and I agree with you. Okay, we don't. Have, we only have a minute and a half. Uh, we don't have time to argue. I want one thing from all of you: New Year's resolutions. What about you, Tom? Well, my New Year's resolution is: uh, I'd like to see the violence and everything uh, uh, stop. Uh, and slow down in uh, city Chicago. I'm only a couple of blocks away from it where I live at. Okay, thanks. I'd like to see a new economic resurgence in the state of Illinois uh, uh, coming from our policymakers, sending a clear message to individuals uh, across the country that Illinois is open for business and we're going to shift policy that's going to incentivize and grow business here in the state. Awesome. Uh, I guess my would be for youth to, you know, help them find jobs and, and to get them on another track instead of the violence and the drugs and getting high and the TV and the games, playing games. It's time out for playing games for our young people. We need to direct them into getting jobs for their future and for their families. Thank you. Carol? Uh, my New Year's resolution is uh, it's kind of a personal one. I'm going to continue to seek out imp- opportunities to discuss with people what I oh. uh, what I've experienced and unite continue to unite all people together because uh, as we discussed in the studio we uh, uh, we all have common ground on love on family on shelter and purpose and spirituality okay. and that's where we can all come we gotta, together. We got to leave it at that. Mine is unity, and I just I want to thank everybody. Tune back in next year for more Black and Right.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.